If you're in college or know someone that's going to college, this is a perfect episode for you. Today, we're going to talk all about ways that college students can save money, spend less, and still enjoy their college years. Hey there, and welcome to the Marshmallows and Money podcast. I'm your host, Gina Zachariah. I'm a wife and mom of two, a personal finance educator, and a debt-free money-saving ninja. I'm here to help you navigate this world of money so you can afford the life you want. So I'm breaking down dense money topics and translating them into easy to digest action steps so you can easily implement them into your life right after every episode. Grab a coffee or beverage and let's chat about money. Look, I get it. Budgeting is hard especially when you're starting college. Now that you're on your own, you're busy managing not only challenging schoolwork, but you're managing living arrangements, your eating schedule, your sleeping schedule, and sometimes your cramming schedule. If this is you, then this episode is going to help you learn how to spend less while still enjoying your college years. Let's talk first about your college financial package. I don't know about other countries, but in the U.S., depending on the school you choose, they provide a financial package that either offers you grants, loans, work-study, or maybe a combination of all the above. The number one thing you need to know about financial packages is this. They are negotiable. Most people who get their financial package think it's written in stone, and it's not. You can negotiate your financial package with the college and Use your good grades as leverage. You can also decide to opt out of loans if you know that the grants or scholarships or work study is going to cover your tuition and expenses. You don't have to get the loans. Take it from me. I had grants and scholarships that completely covered my entire four-year experience. However, I didn't know that I could deny the student loan portion. And so I took it. And you know what happened? Yeah, I got into debt unnecessarily and had to pay over $10,000, $13,000 to be very accurate. And it was completely unnecessary. I ended up using that for things like eating out with my new friends, buying new wardrobes, going out and having fun. None of it was actually used for school. And at the end of the day, I ended up racking debt I didn't need to have in the first place. I ended up spending the first five years out of college throwing all the money I could to my debt because I realized I was never going to get ahead if I had this loan on my shoulders. It was a hard lesson learned. I don't want you to have to learn it the hard way, so please take my experience and be smarter, or at least more savvy. Take only what you need, and if at all possible, work some nights and weekends and get an extra job to pay off some of your tuition and your expenses so you don't have to get a loan at all. The less debt you have when you're going into college, the better, because then when you graduate from college, all the money that you earn will be yours. Now let's talk about work-study earnings. What are they and how do you get them? By definition, the federal work-study program provides part-time jobs for undergraduate and graduate students with financial need. And it allows you to earn money to help you pay more of your educational expenses. The great thing is that almost every college student is in financial need of some sort. So many of you qualify. 
just ask your financial aid office and see if they can offer some guidance on how to qualify. Now, work-study is great in many ways. First of all, it provides some much-needed money at a time where you, my friend, are a broke college student. And second, it can provide some work experience that may be useful to your studies or your future career. If you're lucky, you may be able to choose where you work. So research to see the positions that may help you gain experience in the field of your choice. If it does, then score. You get to add that to your resume and get a better chance of scoring that dream job when you graduate. Third, you will have the most flexible employer that you'll ever work for. Work study is a lot better than working a part-time job elsewhere. Although I know that a lot of part-time jobs nowadays, if they are primarily hiring college students, they usually are a little bit more flexible as well. But there are no employers that are going to be as flexible as a work-study employer because your boss is going to be fully aware that your education comes first and they actually support the mission of the university. So they will give you the time to study for finals, adjust your schedule based on your class load, and they'll give you the time off whenever you need it. You can even take school breaks as a break from work. Although I would urge against it since this would be a perfect time to get more hours to make a little more extra cash. But if you live off campus, then it's a little bit harder. So I understand if you can't. Work study is definitely a great option to explore. It's one that I wish I took advantage of. And looking back, it was a big mistake that I decided to take loans instead of work study. But that's why I'm telling you all of my mistakes and giving you the tips that you need to do better in your college experience. Let's talk about rent or dormitory payments. Look. I was a commuter who lived off campus. Housing is such a big, major expense when it comes to college life. So the more that you can stay at home if you're local, the more money you will save. Who knows how many loans I would have racked up if I actually had to stay on campus. I don't even want to think about it. But for those of you that need to rent near campus or even live in the dorms, there are several variables. So let's discuss them. One, if you're a renter, chances are you will have roommates. Roommates reduce the amount you have to pay out of pocket to live in that apartment. The more expensive route is to dorm through the school. However, it will minimize the amount of financial issues that come up. You only have to deal with your contract. So if the other roommate defaults on their payment, the school will simply provide another roommate for you. You don't have to face the burden of paying the entire rent on your own. You only pay for your share. This is the easiest method but it's not the most affordable. Usually renting outside of campus is going to be affordable, but you'll have to create those safeguards to help protect you financially so that you don't have roommates who default on their payments. Keep in mind, are your roommates reliable? Will they end up borrowing money from you? Do they have a job? How many other roommates have they lived with? Have they rented before? I would also suggest that you thoroughly look at your rights and responsibilities on the lease agreement. And I know that this is a lot at the very beginning, especially as a young college student. It'll pay off in a huge way by giving you that added protection. If it's at all possible, rent a studio on your own. This can help you build credit and give you peace of mind knowing that you're in full control of your situation. I know it's not the most frugal method, but I wanted to give you all of the options so that you can make the decision that works best for you. Let's talk about groceries because this is a big one. And you know, if you've been here for a while, groceries is my number one go-to for saving money so that you have money to pay for other things that you need. 
they don't say starving students for nothing, right? (laughs) Chances are there will be days that you have to resort to ramen noodle nights, and I'm not complaining. I think they're very tasty, but I wanted to give you some more information to help you save money so that you don't have to resort to that option all the time. Uh, One thing you need to know is that you should have a grocery budget for yourself. And the way that I usually determine a grocery budget is $100 per person per month with the exception of one and two person households. In your case, the one person household would get $200 per month and what you would do is buy things in family pack. And I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous to buy a family pack when you're just one person, but trust me on this, if you take those family packs of meat and poultry and you split them into meal-sized portions and put them in the freezer in a nice organized filing system, You'll be able to save a ton of money. You'll always have something on hand to cook and it'll make it much easier for you to continue cooking in and eating in instead of eating out. The next thing you need to look into is shopping when things are on sale and stocking up on staples. Things that are shelf stable are amazing to stock up on. Things like toilet paper, paper towels, toiletries, even things like flour and rice and bread. Did you know that you can actually freeze bread? Yes, you can. So don't hesitate to stock up a little bit on some of those sale items so that you can get the most bang for your buck, you can eat well, and you don't have to feel like you're deprived. The next thing I'm gonna tell you is to bring your food with you to the campus. Let's first talk about it from a saving time standpoint. Standing in the lines for lunch or for pastries or for snacks is time consuming. Not only is it time consuming, but it throws you off your schedule because every single time that you have a break, you have to account for the time that you're standing in line and trying to figure out what you're going to get. Instead, bring your breakfast and lunch with you. Have those things on hand, including snacks, and that way whenever you get hungry, you've got everything you need and you don't have to stand in any lines. It saves you time, but it also saves you a lot of money every single day that you do this. Another tip to help you save on groceries is to buy less processed foods. Buy more fruits and veggies at their raw state versus pre-packaged things and come home and take 10 minutes to package them yourself and process them yourself. It really doesn't take as much effort as you think, but it can save you a lot of money in the long run. And when it comes to textbooks, make sure that you look for used textbooks. They are just as good as brand new, The only difference is some of them have been highlighted for you to make it a little bit easier to show you what's important and they are considerably less money. So with those two things, you're able to save that money and use it for supplies, transportation costs, and whatever else you need without having to spend a ton of money on the actual brand new textbook. The other thing is at the end of the semester or term, See if you can have them buy back the textbook. A lot of times they'll use that textbook for many years, although this has been changing in recent years where they keep changing the volumes or the additions to force students to buy the new book. If that's the case, then obviously you won't be able to sell it back, but you may be able to still sell it back to another university that's using that edition. And lastly, have a budget. I know we haven't talked about this yet, And this is really important. This is something that I stress all the time. But understand what your monthly income is. Let's say your quarterly term is four months and you've received a grant for that term. Take that grant and divide it by four 
and then figure out what your monthly budget is going to be using that as your income source. And then budget everything out. Budget your bills and expenses. If you have any debt, budget for that. Budget for your lifestyle expenses and please include fun money because you are a college student and you should have some fun, but within a specific dollar limit so you're not overspending and not being able to have ends meet and having those ramen noodle nights. Instead, when you budget this way, you're able to account for everything that's going to happen in the month and you're gonna be financially prepared for anything that comes your way and you won't be one of those broke college students. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Go ahead and DM me on Instagram at savingwiz and tell me what one thing you learned from this episode and what's one thing you want to implement when you start college. That's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you leave a review, I'll love you forever. Remember, today is yours. So make it count. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.